17. Luke chapter 17, and then put finger over in Mark 16. We'll get at the end of the message. Today I want to talk to you about the kingdom of God, the access and authority that's been given to us. And the title of today's message is called The Kingdom, the Door, and the Key. The Kingdom, the Door, and the Key. And right now, before we even jump into it, I want to challenge you. Um, sometimes we, we, especially if we've been in the church long, we hear like the same message and yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, okay, I know that scripture. And um, we actually fall into ruts of wrong thinking without even knowing it. Um, I've told you that before. Have you ever caught yourself saying something and then going, wait a minute, is that a scripture or was that just grandma saying, you know? Uh, we actually can train ourselves to believe something that's not even true. But because we've believed it so long, we think it is true. And actually, um, neuroscientists, I guess they're called, the brain, that study the brain, they actually have put out studies on neural pathways, it's called, which is you continue to think A plus B equals C, A plus B equals C, that your brain will automatically go to C every time. You don't even have to add A and B anymore. And so what happens is if you get into one of those ruts where that's just the way I've always believed, your brain is the biggest, fattest, laziest part of your body, actually. It, will, it, it wants to exude the least amount of force to get to a result. So it will automatically jump into these ruts that are called neural pathways. So whether they're correct or not, it just automatically goes there. You have to challenge your brain to rethink that process. Are you sure A and B equals C? Actually, now we know A to the second power plus B to the third power can equal C to the, you know, you have to continue to challenge your way of thinking, especially when it comes to, and I'm not just talking about physical things. I'm also talking about spiritual things, especially spiritual things. I started to give you a physical example, but all I could think of was Charlotte, Lansing area. In Charlotte, Lansing area, there was one highway that was called Lansing Road. It went from Charlotte to Lansing, closest, closest way. That's it. That's 55 miles an hour. That's, that got you there. Then they built a highway that went beside Lansing Road, curved around. Anyway, it could get you there in, well, 10 minutes faster, 15 minutes faster, or if you're me, 10 minutes instead of a half an hour. But anyway... We had to retrain the way we got to Lansing. Instead of going this way, we have to go this way because that jumps us on the highway and then shoots us up there. Same thing with your brain and the way that you understand the word. When God reveals a part of his word to you, 
you're like, yay, and you get so excited, right? And you've seen it, and now you know, and I understand this. And then sometime later, he goes, how about this? And he peels back a little bit more of that same scripture, that same verse, that same understanding, but have you ever looked at it this way? He's called the multifaceted one, which is beyond our understanding. So I want to encourage you before we even jump into this, because it, it's going to seem for some of you like I've heard this before. I don't want you to go into that rut of the same way of thinking and miss what he's trying to say for us today. All right. So even the most simplest of message, if that's even a word, I think it is. If you are constantly challenging your neural pathways to open up, you'll see more of God. And then all of a sudden you'll hear these bing, 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 little lights going on all over. Oh, wait a minute. Now that connects with the Old Testament that connected with the New Testament that connects with revelations that's telling us what's to come. Now it all makes sense. It's like putting that puzzle together. You get the border out there and then all of a sudden you're picking up pieces and you're like, they're just snapping into place, snapping into place. That's what his word will do. When you limit your capacity to think, if I can say it that way, stop thinking. When you stop challenging your thinking process. I keep hearing something, sorry. You're putting a lid on God and saying, okay, that's enough. I don't want to know anymore. I've got this one down. And he will literally, okay then, that's all you want to understand. I don't know about you, but um, I like dessert. And I would like dessert a whole lot more if it didn't go straight to the hips. Right? Isn't that what usually stops you? Well, he's saying, I want to give you such a feast. We can eat for seven years long and you're still going to be hungry. That's how he wants to open up his word to you. Continually be feasting on and understanding and it will all plug in. Okay, so continue to challenge your thing. Now that had nothing to do with the message except for I wanted to tell you to keep your mind open. Okay, Luke chapter 17. Well, because I'm going to throw some things out there at you today that are um, hopefully get you to ask yourself or your thinking some questions. And so that you don't have to, again, I want to go back a few weeks ago, I, I talked about um, the mystery of God, how in order to have faith, you have to let go of understanding and knowing everything. So I'm not trying to say that, that I want you to get to the level where you just know everything because you never will. But get to the level where you're plugged into the one who knows everything. And stop trying to figure it all out on your own and then shut down your understanding. Because if I was to do that now, uh, or even, you know, five years ago, I was such a baby in the word. <laughs> that, and of course we all were, right? That our understanding was more milk. That's all we could handle was milk, 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 right? 
And I remember, to my horror, at some times, preaching things that were just like, that's not really what that means. I understand that now. But back then, that's all I could handle. Okay? So I'm just saying, please. Okay, enough. Luke chapter 17, the kingdom, the door, and the key. Two verses. Verse 20, once having been asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, the kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation, nor will people say, here it is or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom has to be in us first before we can expand it or give it or proclaim it or declare it or preach it. It first has to be rightly placed in us. And if you've been following the last two weeks when we went and preached at um, Sun Life Church, uh, I think they put it on our website um, where you can watch those Facebook Live videos. We I actually preached on kingdom in, kingdom out. I wanted to call the message get out because I wanted to scare Pastor Ken while he was down in Florida. And he's like, what's your message? I told him to get out. Anyway, what? No. Kingdom in, kingdom out. The kingdom has to be received in us as it is in heaven, here now on earth first, before we can start expanding because it has to be in us, for us, from him, all him, in all of us, before we can. And then we actually get uh, assigned, if I can say it so simply. Given an assignment, now go. As an apostle, as an ambassador, carry the kingdom now. Expand the kingdom. But first, it's got to be in us. And see, for so long, the and I remember growing up in the AG even, and it was about do, 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 don't, 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 do, 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 don't, 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 to get to heaven. It was all about what we had to do to get to heaven. You have to, it's almost like you have to earn righteousness before you can say you're a Christian. Do, 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 don't, don't, don't. Actually, there's still people that are preaching that, even I've run into in around here, that are, you can't say you're a Christian. I mean, look at you. What? You can't claw, dig, strive, earn your way to heaven. You first have to receive heaven. You first have to receive the kingdom. And that's the whole point. Remember, the Bible says the kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy. But not just your righteousness. You better have some peace and you better be joyful. It's his righteousness, his peace, and his joy in the Holy Spirit. That's all of it. That's the kingdom of heaven. And I know, write this down. I'm not going to spend a lot of time because I'm still 
wrestling with if I'm going to continue this on for the next couple weeks and really dig into his righteousness, his peace, and his joy. I don't know that yet, so don't hold me to that. Something completely different next week. But it's his righteousness, Romans 3.22. This righteousness is from God. Comes through faith in Jesus to all who believe. And remember, righteousness means right standing with God and walking in accordance with his nature and his commands. Not just walking in accord with his commands. Because if you just walk in what he says to do and don't do, do and don't do, well, there you go again. Now it's on your righteousness. He said, fine, you want to try to live according to your righteousness, that you want to try to fulfill the law on your own, then it better be better than any Pharisee or any Sadducee. Remember, in Jesus' day, Pharisees and Sadducees were the religious leaders of the day. And their righteousness, as we all thought, they all thought, you know, because they took Ten Commandments and let's, Let's scoop up 600 more commandments to help us carry those 10 commandments to fulfill those. And so they had to walk around. Don't sin, don't sin, don't sin, don't sin. Right? Do good, don't sin, do good, don't sin. He said, if you want to try to do this on your own, boy, you better be a lot better than even them. Because those ones, he said, hey, what did he call them? You brought a vipers. Right? You whitewashed tombs. You think your righteousness is going to get you to heaven? Oh. No, he says, my kingdom, the kingdom of God, is my righteousness. I make you right. When we surrender and we receive, he picks us up and seats us with Christ in heaven. He makes us set down. Psalms are our favorite psalm. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Well, what do we have to do? Just surrender. Just surrender. Receive, receive, receive. So it's his righteousness. He makes us stand in right relationship with him. And then we walk according to his laws, his command. We do what he says according to his nature by the power of the Holy Spirit that's in us. Remember, it's his power that works out all these things. And then it says that his Peace. He says, my peace I give you. And again in John 15, 11, he says, I told you this so that my joy may be in you and will be complete. Then he gives us the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. And then I think it's in John 15 or John 16, one of them, or 14. It's one of those three. Where it's the Holy Spirit's job description. And he says the Holy Spirit takes from all that is his. Jesus saying this. He'll take from all that is mine. And he says, oh, and by the way, God has given me everything. Everything is mine. And he takes from all that is mine and he will make it known or make it a reality to you. That's his job description. Not by might, not by power, but by your Holy Spirit. So we don't have to go around striving and struggling to be good, don't sin, be good, don't sin, be good, don't sin. And oh, I can't pray for them because I don't feel right or I got in an argument with my husband on the way to church, so I certainly can't worship. 
right? No, that's when it's all about you. This is all of him in all of us is the kingdom of God in us. Now the kingdom of God, think about it this way. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to <laughs> connect all these dots. Again, when God starts showing you, revealing his word to you, it will connect all the precept upon precept, truth upon truth. His word never contradicts itself. The only time you find a contradiction in his word is when you're not understanding correctly. Period. And when he starts, you go, I mean, you want the best way to know what the author intended is to go and ask the author. And he said, his job description, the Holy Spirit says, I'll lead you into all truth. So then he starts, all these light bulbs start coming on. Oh, wait a minute. You said that. That confirms that. that oh, and that makes more sense there. And all the words start, bing, 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 bing. So I want to help try to connect the dots. And we connected a whole lot more dots than just these three I was mentioning in first service. But felt like I was a tornado. So I haven't seen you in a couple weeks. Anyway, to try to connect the dot between the Lord's Prayer, the kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But on earth now, right? That was what the disciples asked Jesus to teach them. Out of all the things that the disciples saw Jesus do, they only asked them, him to teach them one thing. Not walking. I have to admit, mine would have been more walking through the wall. You know me. I'm like, I'm going to. We're going to be known as the church that talks about walking through the wall all the time. But as long as we start doing it, hey, right? But they said, there's one thing that marks you as different than anybody else we've ever seen or heard of before. And that's prayer. So teach us how to pray. And he said, here it is. God's kingdom come now on earth as it is in heaven. All of God's kingdom in us now, just as it is in heaven now. Think about this. It's, the Bible says, as Jesus is, not was, is now, is now. When? Now. Not two minutes ago when I said now. So are we on the earth now. As he is now, so are we now on this earth. Not will be, not was, now. Your kingdom come, your will be done now on earth. In me as it is in heaven. Now. And to connect that with what I just read to you. Again, the kingdom of heaven is in us. All of the kingdom of heaven is in us. Now, his righteousness, his peace, his joy. And then to think about where he said, seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and all this will be added unto you. There's a whole lot more points that I'm, I'll get into in just a minute. Seek first his kingdom 
And he says his kingdom needs to be in you first. And especially, see, it doesn't say seek his kingdom and his righteousness as if his righteousness is apart from. Remember, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, his righteousness, his peace, his joy. So seek his kingdom first and especially seek his righteousness, his right standing, making you stand right with him and walk according to his nature and his commands. Seek that above. Kind of like that scripture in 1 Corinthians 13 where it says, and these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Same principle. Seek first his kingdom in you. God, your righteousness, your peace, your love, but above all, your righteousness in me now as it is in heaven. Now. His kingdom. We need to have his kingdom in us now. Could you imagine what Benzie County would look like if every one of us started walking his kingdom in us now? His righteousness, his peace, his joy. I mean, we started talking this out, fleshing this out Wednesday at staff meeting, and we, we were focusing on just the peace aspect. Could you imagine? Because, I mean, Benzie County's got some terrible statistics, really. You know, drugs, alcohol, poverty, you know. You can list it up there with the, the worst stuff. Yet, if there was a group of this many people carrying the peace of God, the joy of God, the kingdom of God, wherever they went in Benzie County, how that would transform Benzie County. Why? As apostles and ambassadors were reproducing the kingdom for the king who's coming right behind us. Oh, all right. The kingdom in us now the door the access Jesus after being resurrected didn't have to come and knock on the door he didn't even need to go through the door because he said I am the door I am the door John 10 through 9 then Jesus said to them again most assuredly truly truly I tell you I am the door of the sheep all who have ever come for me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. In and out, in and out and find pasture. Where have you read that one before? The Psalm 23. Oh, even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, even though I walk through green pastures, he makes me lie down. He said, oh, you'll come in and go out and find green pastures. How can Jesus be the door we can come in and out of to heaven Yet he says, wherever you go, I will not leave you and be with us all the time. But he's the access to heaven. And how do we go in and out? But we're supposed to have the kingdom of God in us. 
but he's with us. But I'm seated with him in Christ. But I, I'm walking and proclaiming. But I'm standing again. You know, our mind can only believe what our eyes can see. And if you tell me the door is right there, how can it be right there too? And if you're telling me that he's seated with Christ in heavenly places and I'm seated with him in Christ in heavenly places, how can I then be out and carrying the kingdom and how can he be with me? Because you're not a home, a permanent dwelling that never moves. You're a mobile home, Chris Volatin said. <laughs> and I'm seated with Christ and I'm walking up. You know, that's kind of hard to do, you know. Watchman Nee, that little book, I just love it. I think we still have copies at the Connect counter. He says, we're seated with Christ. So Ephesians, it's a study on Ephesians. We're seated with Christ, yet we go, we move forward <laughs> as we're seated. And we take a stand against the enemy, yet we're still seated and we're still walking, you know? Our mind can't understand. Well, because your mind is limited by what you see. We don't believe because we see. We change what we see by what we believe. That's who we are. We're created in the image of God who spoke creation into existence. And he said all the power, everything I am, who I am, you are now on this earth. And I put power in your mouth to speak. And he said, I am the door to everything you need. Here it is. Come in, go out, come in, go. Here it is. The kingdom of God is within you. I am the door. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you wherever you go. What do you need? Here it is. When Jesus commissioned us to go heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out the unclean spirit, he said, your message that I'm giving you is a declaration or a prophecy. A prophecy is does two things. It either foretells or it foretells, or I think it can do both. It foretells, which it tells you what's to come, or it foretells, it tells what's to come to come. <laughs> it calls from the unseen into the scene. And he says, when you go preach, the kingdom of God is here. It's a declaration and a prophecy. It's here. Why? Because the kingdom of God is within you. Now it's here. Now it's here. <laughs> now it's here. Okay? It's a prophecy. It's here. Oh, by the way, the door's right here. Here's the door. Why? Because Jesus said, I am the door. What do I have to do? Receive. The testimony of Jesus is a spirit prophecy. We say that over and over again. That's in Revelations 19.10. The testimony of Jesus. He said, wherever you go, say the kingdom of heaven is here. Oh, hey, Jesus is here. What? You, how can you say that? Because I'm here. And Jesus said he'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. He is the door. I have the kingdom within me. So when I go to shop and save, and I'm standing next to the whoever person and I say hey do you know who Jesus is oh yeah I heard. did you know he's here right now 
What? Yeah. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Oh, you know what? As soon as I open up and I start testifying about Jesus, it opens up the spirit of prophecy. And now while I'm testifying and I'm talking to this person, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit downloads in me. Oh, um, tell them that I know that their left knee hurts. Oh. Uh, hey, I think God's telling me that. Does your left knee hurt? Yeah, how'd you know? Because God just told me that, so he must want to heal you right now. So is it all right? And I'm going to speak in the name of Jesus that that knee is healed now. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, foretelling and forthtelling. Speaking things that you don't know because he knows it all. And then speaking the life that he told you to speak. I know I'm getting off into the weird things. All right. The door. So the kingdom in us. The door, the access, Jesus, and the key, the authority. My watch says it's still quarter to ten. Oh, no. It's ten after twelve. We're good. <laughs> Got lots of time. Jacob forgot my countdown clock, so I'm good. And the third one, the key, the authority. The key, the authority. You've heard it. I know, a hundred times. Don't lose, don't lose it. Listen closely. He says, I will give you, Jesus says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Here it is. Now, I mean, think about this. Kingdom of heaven is in you. Jesus is the door. And then Jesus says, oh, by the way, Here's the keys to the door to the kingdom of heaven. And then he tells you whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Or a more concise definition of that or translation of that is whatever you bind on earth will have already been bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will have already been loosed in heaven. Simply saying, if you don't see that existing in heaven, it's not supposed to exist here. Why? Because you are the kingdom of God. We are commissioned, appointed as apostles and ambassadors to reproduce the kingdom of heaven here on earth now. Do you hear a little light bulbs coming? So if we see something that would not exist in heaven, it's not to exist here on earth. So we're to bind, and let me show you what that means. Lock up, right? Lock it up. And release. And he says, here's the key. It, actually, if you could picture with me a big key, on that key is the name. It says the name. That's the key you've been given, is the name. Philippians 2, 9 through 11 says, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place, him, Jesus, to the highest place, and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee must bow. And then he says, I want you to really understand this. 
every knee in heaven must bow. Every knee on earth must bow and every, every knee under the earth must bow to that name. To the glory of my father, he said. Everything bows to that name. That's the key, he says, to the kingdom of heaven. That's the authority you hold in your hand. He's given it to you. As you carry the kingdom within, Jesus, the door that you can come in and out of, because he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Here it is. And by the way, here's the key. That's your authority. That's your mark of authority as you go. You see something that shouldn't exist, bind it and loose. Kind of like, I know in the age of everybody, Wearing these nice little signs and picketing this and picketing that. I don't even think they call it picketing anymore. What do they call it? Protesting. Thank you. Protesting this and protesting that. Uh, God gave me an example. First service I'll share with you because we're carrying the kingdom. We're expanding the kingdom wherever we go. When you, I don't want to jump ahead of myself, but anyway. You're declaring the king is coming. The king is coming. That's what an apostle does. That's what an ambassador does. Makes way for the king. Prepares a way for the king. Oh, that shouldn't be here. That shouldn't be here. Oh, that's okay. That I'll continue to bless. Find that. Loose this. Oh, um, here's protesters standing. We don't believe in Jesus. The king's not welcome here. And we're like, bind that. Bind that. Get that out of here. Loose this. Here he comes. Right? We don't walk around those things. We're expanding. We bind and loose. That's the authority, the key that we've been given. It's not ours to know how. Again, there's your mind limiting you. You don't need to figure out how this is going to happen. As a matter of fact, listen carefully to your prayers. Because sometimes we pray probably 90% of the time amiss or just foolish. Because we're not listening to the words that are coming out of our mouths. We don't tell God how to fix our problems. Again, think about one of your children coming to you, especially like a four or five year old. I want you to go do this, mom. Excuse me? And this is how you're going to do this for me. Excuse me? So be very, I mean, not scared. I mean, really, I think he sets up half the time. If we're doing it with pure hearts, he probably not only is laughing at the enemy, as the you know word describes, he sits back on his throne and laughs at her, but he probably giggles at us quite a bit. When You remember when your child first started praying for you or, or people and the things that they would pray, you're like, oh, that's just so cute. I mean, that's what Aubrey's doing right now. She'll pray, 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 and she'll slap you upside the head. And all, you know, yeah, that's cute. She'll pray for her little baby dolls. Pray. It's like, oh, you're going to break her little neck. Oh, that's okay. But it's not ours to know how. Ours is the name. That's our authority. Peter, actually, when he was on his way to the uh, temple, in the 
crippled guy was begging for money and he called out to Peter and Peter turned around and said silver or gold I don't have but what I do have I give to you get up and walk and then later on when they took him in and interrogated him for healing this man who do you think you are and he said oh, as if I did something I didn't do anything I used the name that I was given and it was that name that healed him had nothing to do he said it has nothing to do with me I just used the key freely you've been freely you've received freely give I'm getting ahead of myself because I feel like I've preached this once before oh wait a minute I have <laughs> you don't understand how hard that is and then he said now that you know what you carry you carry the kingdom you have with you the door Jesus the door and you have the key now go and preach go wherever you go preach there's that declaration again declaring that the king is coming we're preparing the way because he said Matthew 10 7 through 8 does it only do it when I here or is it because I only get quiet right here <laughs> you can't say yes to both of those things <laughs> it was funny because pre-service prayer I was praying and this word came to me and I thought and then pastor Neil like he always does after we get done praying he's like does anybody have a word and I almost raised my hand and I thought no that's just stupid I'm just it's probably just for me but this morning it made a lot of sense because of this thing that was going on that the word God gave me was that you're setting on a beach and I prepared a beautiful sunset for you over the lake but you're continuously being distracted by the gnats flying in your face <laughs> that you can't see the sunset on the lake I've prepared for you and he said in deep cries out today I'm calling out to you look past the gnats the bugs to see and so I'm like that's wow, just stupid I'm not saying well I mean it's didn't it sound like a bunch of gnats is my the microphone the cords or whatever and I'm like duh it was like bing, 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 bing. there's those lights oh that makes sense now so look past the bugs of the system here <sighs> listen listen Linda listen <laughs> And Matthew 10 7 and as you go Jesus well hello that was a big bug swat him away get Lord of the flies go back to hell I I do curse every bug I see and I tell him to go back to the pits of hell where they came from yeah anyway Matthew 10 7 through 8 says as you go preach this message the kingdom of God is near heal the sick raise the dead cleanse those who have leprosy drive out the demons there it is freely you have received freely give think about this John the Baptist prepares the way for the Lord his message repent the kingdom of heaven is here after Jesus's temptation John is thrown into prison Jesus begins his preaching his message repent the kingdom of God is here 
Jesus, crucified, resurrected, now commissions us to go into all the world and preach the gospel, our message, repent. The kingdom of God is here. The message has not changed once. Still the same. The kingdom of heaven is within you. Wherever you go, you carry that kingdom as it is in heaven now on earth. So when you go, wherever you go, the kingdom of heaven is here. Say it. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Say, say out of your mouth, the kingdom of heaven is here. Well, I'll sound like an idiot. Then say something like that. Like I said, I had a, a this, I don't even remember where I was at, and this person swore in a way that used the Lord's name like a cuss word, but also like he was here. And I'm trying to put the cuss word back together in my mind, but I'm like, I don't want to. Yeah. And when they said that, I went, oh, he is. They're like, what? I said, the Lord. He is here. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah. I carry God right here. He's right here. The Lord, you know, Jesus, the one that you just said, he's here. So you don't have to go about the kingdom of God is here. You know, just testimony. Testimony of Jesus. Let's talk about him. Jesus said John was great, but you're going to be greater. Actually, the least in the kingdom is greater than even John, who was the greatest of all, all prophets. Jesus said that. Jesus did great things, but he said, you're going to do greater things. I am so ready to see the greater things. I'm tired of church. I'll just be honest. I am so tired of coming in and going out and just doing church. I want to see miracles, signs. and Actually, I close my eyes a lot during worship. God's been challenging me lately. Open your eyes. I want to show you things. Open your eyes. I want to show you things. And so I was worshiping, had my eyes closed because you know how distracted I get with all these things. And so my eyes are closed. He's like, open your eyes. I want to show you things. And I'm like, oh, what if I open my eyes and I saw, you know, like gold dust and feathers. I'm, oh, here I am, Lord. I'm looking. So I, I'm just starting to look all around now. Show me. I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see it. Why? Because seeing isn't believing. Believing is going to cause you to see. Here it is. Mark 16, 20. Jesus said, then the disciples went out, preached everywhere, and the Lord, Jesus didn't say that, sorry. The disciples, when he commissioned them and sent them out, said, go, heal the sick, preach. Then the disciples went out, preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. What did you have to do? What did they have to do? Nothing but receive. Preach as you go. Testify about Jesus and believe the door is with you. You have the key. He said, I'll confirm. He does the signs. He does the miracles. He does the wonders. He confirms his word 
We have to speak it. And then you actually have to, hello, take a step of faith. So when God downloads something in you, you have to speak it out. And I mean, that's a step of faith. I mean, I've missed it before where I'm standing with somebody and I think, oh, hey, do you, is, is your arm hurting? No. Oh, okay. Why would you think my arm hurt? Well, now I can just tell them that. Oh, you know, when, you know, the kingdom of heaven's within us and and God is a healing God and he wants to, you know, he don't want anybody to be sick. And that's why he sent his son, Jesus. And so I'm testifying and now I'm opening it up and they're like, well, actually it was my, my leg, my leg hurts. Oh, now what do I do? I'll pray for you when I get home. Why? Because what if I'm standing there and I pray for them, they don't get healed. Well, they weren't healed before you prayed for them. (laughs) What? <laughs> well, what? I think he's big enough to carry his own name. We're just supposed to do what he told us to do. He'll work the miracle. He'll confirm his word. He'll work with us, but we have to preach it. We have to say what he told us to say, do what he told us to do. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper. All right, my watch says it's getting close to noon, so I need to wrap up. (laughs) Amy, you're still here. Why don't you come back up? Don't let me forget, we're going to pray for um, those people that you've been... um, held captive by regret, which is funny because to feel like you always have to apologize for something, maybe you're being misunderstood or you you feel like you did wrong, um, again, is something from the past. Now, I'm not saying you're always going to do right. Matter of fact, I tell the team all the time, we need to get comfortable with failing forward. It's okay. A righteous man falls a thousand times, but he keeps getting back up again. He don't roll around on the floor. I'm horrible. I'm a worm. That's not a righteous man. Gets back up, dusts himself off. God, forgive me. If I said something wrong, every Sunday when I go home, And I finally sat down in my chair. That's my prayer. God, if I've said something wrong, if I misrepresented you, if I did something or exaggerated something, help them not to remember that, Lord. (laughs) Wipe it away. And actually, if I went completely amiss, God, speak a different message to their ears that they'll walk away. And I don't ever remember saying that. But if you think I did, go right in. But that's my prayer. Now, because... I mean, I've confessed when I first started in the ministry and started preaching. um, Actually, pastors call it um, Maudie Monday. Because Mondays for pastors, and mine started Sunday afternoon, would be so regretful. I said something wrong. Oh, why didn't I say this? And I should have said that. Oh, man. And where was I getting that example? And why did I exaggerate? You know, Maudie Mondays. And it would imprison the pastor. 
and almost feel like, and that's what you know I had to work out, was it would almost feel like it hindered me that next week. Because, oh, I'm going to be careful. And there, where's the freedom in that? So that regret, whoever that is, I want to I see, I want to pray with you um, because that a captive of regret, that God wants to rewrite your regret. But again, it's nothing we do except surrender and receive. Just like the kingdom, surrender and receive. And that's what I really want to move us into um, is at the altar time. We're going to open up the altars um, to receive again. Receive afresh. I don't believe it's a once saved, always saved. Not at all. And I think I've proven that enough times. I mean, you can read that in Revelations where it says um, to one of the churches, found your deeds lacking. And so I blotted your name out of the book of life, which is a series we're going to be moving into. Hopefully, Lord willing, creeks don't rise um, into this year. And it will be letters to the churches. We're going to study those letters to the churches. Um, where was I going with all that? See, I'll ask for forgiveness about that later. Anyway, um, to receive. That it's not a once saved, always saved. That you don't just receive the kingdom once. But, I mean, daily, hourly, if you have to. All of him and all of me. Have you heard people, I don't know if I said it this service or last, um, that have said, oh, you know, I prayed this. I actually believed this for the longest time. That God, none of me and all of you. God, just none of me. I just crucify me. I put me down and just all of you. Don't let them see me, God, and let them just see you. And none of me, God, and all of you. Well, he had all, he had none of you before he created you. And he didn't like that. That's why he created you. He wants to partner with you. He wants to partner with me. He wants us to cooperate. He created us in his image. Yes, he wants you. But he wants all of him in all of you and all of you and all of him. There's that paradox again. How can all the kingdom be in all of me and still be in all of you? And how can the door be here and the door be there? And, you know, and you got the... And I... You know, when I was worshiping in first service, I was just, you know, ah, you know, I'm just... And I see myself sitting on the throne right beside Jesus and, and by God. And I was turned this way and, and I was singing right at Jesus. And I just got into these this little, you know, giddy feeling. I'm like, Jesus, I'm just singing over you. And I could just see his face turn this way. He goes, no, I'm singing over you. I'm like, no, I'm singing over you. And he's like, no, I'm singing over you. And I just got that, you know, little child like, yeah. I can see that. He says, you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. Remember, he says, you sit at my right hand. But over and over again, we read in the Bible where, you know, even the prophets said that God is always at my right hand. I showed you that. How can that be? How can I sit at his right hand, but he be at my right hand? It's only when we're face to face that I'm at his right hand. He's at my hand. I'm singing over you. And he's laying, no, I'm singing over you. Oh, I love you. No, I love you. It's that kingdom in. Kingdom of all of him and all of us all the time. Now, as he is, so are we. Now, 
And I want us to do that. I want us to spend time at the altar. But I also got another word last yesterday, yesterday morning, when I was getting ready to write, you know, the ending or whatever, down, whatever. Anyway, that there's people in the church, Christians. Again, there's a letter in Revelations that the warning is that I, Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. Now, how does the door stand at the door? <laughs> and it's not to unbelievers. See, I preached that in error for many years. This is a message to the Christians, to the believers. And the word I got <clears throat> is that you've closed the door on the door. And the idea or the picture I'm getting is that I've got this. I can do this. And so you've closed the door on the door. I can do this. And you've been going about doing your Christian life without Jesus. And he says, I stand at the door and I'm knocking. The door is standing at the door. Now, he has all power and could kick in that door anytime he wanted to. He could prop it open and say, uh-uh, honey, you're not shutting that door on me. But he's a gentleman. And he stands at the door and says, oh, honey, you can't do this alone. What are you trying to do? You need me. All of him and all of us. And so would you just stand? We're going to close, like I said. I want us to spend time at the altar and just open up and receive his righteousness, his peace, his joy, his kingdom come in you now as it is in heaven now. All of him in all of you. I want us to press in and really start receiving, just opening up and receiving. And if that was you and you knew the minute I mentioned that door closing that that was you. I've been doing this on my own basically and I've closed the door I want to pray with you others we're going to pray together and if regret if that word of regret was you I want to pray with you so let's just all press in come on let's spend some time at the altar we're going to pray for each other just receive 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 all of him and all of you Father, we just pray right now that this word that you're speaking, that, that, that you're teaching us, Holy Spirit, leading us into all truth. That we are created in the image of God. That we are the, the temple of God. The kingdom of heaven is within us. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. Jesus, you said you would never leave us and never forsake us. You said you are the door that we can come in and go out of and find pasture, anything we need. You said, here's the key to the kingdom of heaven. It's my name. Use it. Use it. Use it. Ask me for anything in my name. And go now and carry that kingdom and preach the kingdom of God is here and heal the sick. 
raise the dead prophesy declare the king is coming the king is coming and create create speak to those mountains speak to those bones those valley of dry bones God I speak to this church now in the name of Jesus and I declare you are a great army for God you are the kingdom of God come now on earth as it is in heaven go and heal the sick raise the dead cast out the demons cleanse the lepers freely you've received freely go 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 and give give as apostles as ambassadors carry that kingdom wherever you go I declare life miracles signs and wonder Jesus said that you'll confirm your word when we speak it when we go in Jesus name